Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bitches, Witches, and Queers, a podcast dedicated to those who have left religion behind and are now seeking to rebuild their lives through self-exploration, play, and spirituality. I, your host, Christina Carlson, am an embodiment and intuition coach. I work with bitches, witches, and queers to discover their own worth and value and learn how to trust themselves to create the lives they want. I'm an experimenter by nature, so this podcast, like my life, is an offering in flux. What you find here will be diverse and, hopefully, interesting. One thing you can know for sure is that we will get good and curious here. Welcome. Hello, bitches, bitches, and queers. I wanted to do a little bit of an intro for this and my next um, podcast episode. Um, Audra and I recorded them together, and they will probably also be on their podcast. Um, So we didn't really do an introduction. We just started the conversation um, before and then hit record and sort of introduced it. But both of these episodes are um, just our conversations and us chatting about whatever came to mind over coffee Um, because I realized that I can do what I want with this and that felt the nicest. So um, (laughs) this is what we're doing for just uh, for fun. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, We had a great time. Um, yeah, and we'll probably be doing a lot more like this because it was so enjoyable for us. So would love your feedback, um, on how this is for you. Um, anything, um, nice you want to say to us, we'd love to hear it. Um, also, uh, constructive support would be helpful too, if you're a podcaster and, um, you know some things. Um, (laughs) anyway, I really hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, chats from Audra's living room floor. Fantastic. Hello and welcome to whatever show this is today. Whatever the fuck this is going to be. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, there's been so much of me that is like, leaned into like the trusting that I matter but that has started with myself like um like in therapy and coaching and like individual relationships and like this this trying to like speak my needs and like be myself and like honor who I am in each moment and so the depth of my mattering has like for me that feels like the best way to say it but like that has like dropped in personally but then in the past like week and particularly over the weekend I just felt like this this like whole download of like a new level of, Oh, I matter to other people. Oh oh God. It felt like so fucking vulnerable, but I finally feel like capable of handling it. Holding that. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized that like the, I wasn't able to like hold that before because the only person that I deeply truly mattered to before was God. And that relationship wasn't safe for me then. So, like, coming around to this and, like, this weekend just, like, having people, like, express how much they love me and, like, in the past week just realizing, like, how many people have told me that and, like, allowing it to sink in. I'm just, like, holy fuck, I matter. Mm -hmm. And, like, a new level of awareness that I was afraid to take responsibility for. 
Because if I matter, there's consequences, there's consequences. for what I do and how I show up. Yep. And there's risk. And there's, there's like there's risk. risk. It's vulnerable. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so you're like literally saying exactly <laughs> the things that I've been like trying to process through the past few days. Mm. I'm unsurprised. Cheers. I was like, so looking forward to talking to you because I saw on your Instagram stories that you would mm. like uh, that that trip had been really profound and like something, some way related to community and belonging and yeah. all the things. So I was like, oh, we're going to have a great talk about this. <laughs> it's just like, so like the self help world is like tends to like just like every other industry because it's leaning into like capitalism and patriarchy is like hyper individualistic. Right. Yeah. And of course we need to take responsibility for ourselves. And if you're looking at spiral dynamics, of course there needs to be times where you're more focused on yourself yep. than on the community. But for me in this stage of life, I'm just like, Oh shit. Like I'm in a place where I know what it's like to have people who are safe Yes. and leaning into that energy. It's like community regulation is like, an important part of our wholeness it's, it's important so part of us important. existing and being fully supported mm-hmm. and it's so interesting because it feels like it goes back to a conversation that we have had previously on like how the church taught us to relate to other people like our place with other people and our relationship to others was really important mm-hmm. but it kind of taught us to relate without intimacy like because we were always like doing the full armor of God thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to see me. I want them to see Christ. And so there was like right. all of this baggage between us and even the people that we were closest to. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like mm-hmm. we've been on this like mutual trajectory of relearning how to like actually just be ourselves, mm-hmm. like to show up in relationship. And yeah. so then like the people who love us, the people that we matter to, yeah. the people who choose us can actually like be with us like be yeah. with us and I don't know it's just such a like it's been such an unpacking of the ways that I was taught to do relationship in a way that was inherently separatist like mm. inherently like I couldn't actually get close enough to the people that I cared the most for and they couldn't get that close to me yeah because um, you were protecting them from yourself yeah so I was constantly protecting them from myself and so there mm. is this like there's this safety in that in ways because like you were mm. saying, like there are consequences when we show up whole, yeah. when we show up whole as our whole selves and our real selves and we let people see us and love us and invest in us, then there are consequences for our actions. And so like we become like, we, we become responsible to more than just ourselves and our mm. own like image management, which is so much of what my relational experience in the church was mm. so much. Um, this part is so fucking vulnerable, like learning how to show up whole and let people give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it and hate it. <laughs> I love it and hate it at the same time. Yeah. It's, I think it feels like, like a lot of growth. It feels like stretchy, like mm-hmm. stretching. And like, I think, I think we, <laughs> words. No, I, think we, I think we can really trust ourselves to like to know if we're listening to know like the level of like stretch we're ready for yes you know yes. like uh-huh. there's because like if you push yourself in yeah. a stretch you're going to injure yourself yeah. like there is like it's a process that you can't jump ahead in yes you just have to like continually show up day after day with like a small practice of something for it to be sustainable and also for it to just make an impact yes you know yep 
It's so funny. I was thinking, um, and I'm still trying to like work out the energetics that I think are responsible for this, like for this truth. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's like that my body is trustworthy and my body just knows the right timing for things and just like has a way of calling in the right people at the right times. Or if it's like the universe being behind me or some kind of like, I don't know, God, whatever the fuck I think that is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like looking at, the past year of my life and how, um, like last summer, now I would say last spring, last spring I was feeling, um, kind of toward the beginning of us having COVID vaccines. And so we were kind of starting to like branch out more and all of these things. Um, but I hadn't really like started to invest in community here in Kansas city Mm -hmm. and then COVID happened and Josh died and the whole world ended. Mm-hmm. And so it really just felt like starting my relationships from scratch in so many ways last spring was kind of where I was like, oh, I feel really isolated right now. I don't want to be this isolated anymore, but I don't know how to like trust community because I have a lot of history with being mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. emotionally, mm-hmm. intellectually, spiritually, and then physically abandoned. Like I just have a lot of history yeah. with that energy. Yeah. Um, so I remember like last spring just being like, I, I know I want village. I know I want deep rooted, intimate connection with people, but I don't know how the fuck to get there from here Mm. because I don't have the muscles for that. Like you said, like Mm. we don't always have the capacity for the things that we want. Mm. Um, and I think last spring I knew I didn't have the capacity yet, but last summer was when, um, like I started jumping on dating apps like looking for casual connections and friendships. I was just like, I just want people. Like, I just want to like connect with people. Yeah. And so I had this like long season of starting to like bring a few friends in and like having a, a broad number of like friends with benefits essentially. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like getting more of my intimacy needs met and all of the things and like relearning how to relate to people outside the religious framework. Like that's what it felt like for the first time Mm. was like trying to relating. Yeah. Relearn how to relate to people, not just on the basis of shared belief, but out of like actual compatibility and interest. in Wow. Yeah. Um, So like that was last summer. And then toward the fall, I started to feel the instinct of like, okay, like I'm ready for something a little more substantial. Um, like, this has been fun. Like, being the happy slut has been fun. But I want something more rooted. Yeah. And then, like, in the fall was when I started seeing one of my current partners who was kind of my first foray into, okay, like, maybe I can, like, invite someone in with a little more consistency and, like, let them see a little bit more of, like, me and my kid and my life and, mm-hmm. like, all of the beauty and the messiness and all the things. <laughs> um And I just knew the right time. Like I, I literally just like one day it dropped into my brain and I knew the exact person. I knew the exact person in my sphere to reach out to Mm. and be like, I want to connect with you. I don't know why, Mm. but my body just like knew. Yeah. And so like digging into that, that relationship and like allowing a person a little bit deeper in, Mm. um, was such a powerful part of the experience. And then like, I've just been moving progressively more and more in that direction of like, I, I want more 
connection. I want more consistency. I want more capacity to actually like show up with people, like to let them see me in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I'm at a really interesting, a really interesting threshold again right now. Um, because the most, the most recent person that I started seeing, buddy, (laughs) like some of my, my deepest, like abandonment shit is just like, (laughs) hi, Hey, we're here now. (laughs) We're here now. Um, so like being required to work through that, um, uh, it's so fucking vulnerable. Like I just keep coming back to that, like relating is so fucking vulnerable Mm -hmm. and like allowing people to actually like get all the way in Mm -hmm. is so fucking vulnerable. I don't feel like I ever did that when I was inside the church framework. Do you feel like that? Is that like, okay. No, I like, and I think that's where like my, my deep rooted longing for like being seen came from Mm -hmm. because I was under the impression that no one was seeing me, Mm -hmm. um, which was, quite true um but for reasons that were my responsibility so like within that framework like we've talked about the full armor of god you're protecting yourself from being seen right you're protecting yourself from vulnerability so because i was protecting myself from vulnerability with whatever persona or image that i felt would be safest yeah I was actually not showing up to be seen. No. But because I'm a sensitive soul, I felt the depth of the fact that I wasn't being yes, seen. Yes, always. You're and never I, not aware. And I always knew that mm-hmm. I didn't belong. Yes. And so there's this, like, underneath, like, but I'm showing up. Like, Ugh. I think this is me, and I'm showing up with everything I'm capable of showing up with right now. But it's not it's not me because it's, it's all protection. Mm-hmm. So... For sure. It's like, it's challenging. And I think like, I mean, I'm right there with you, like relating is vulnerable, but I think like the roots of those fears for, for why are different for different people, depending on like, you know, like abandonment, depending on what kind of attachment you issues you have or whatever. But like, I I can go so far into the rabbit hole of like the way that the church and our framework for God and love through our childhood impacts our capacity to attach in secure and healthy ways yeah it's also fucked up it's yeah and that's like i mean that's for sure something that's possible to heal and Mm -hmm. it's 1000 percent. but it takes takes time and it takes like i think that's stretching Mm -hmm. that muscle over time in safe spaces because if you don't have a safe place to practice you don't feel safe in your body or your environment then you can't move forward because you're not safe yet it's like it's like um so there's two different this is funny i've been thinking about this a lot um it's like the urge to have sex when things are like really bad or to oh yeah to not so there's like two different two different responses that like i know of there may be more that i don't know of but like in in a trauma situation if Mm -hmm. things are really bad some people are just like i need to fuck like all the time hypersexual or hyposexual or like or like they're just like, I fucking can't procreate. I'm yes. like, if you have a uterus, like everything stops. Like yes. you don't get your period. Like yep. all that your shit. Your entire reproductive everything system. Everything shuts off. System goes yeah. Yep. Or it goes on hyperdrive. So hyper and hypo. Yeah. And it's just like, it's fascinating to me because like that, that to me is like a huge indicator of like 
how your like felt sense of safety is in your body. So like if you are, if you feel like you can't get turned on, nothing turns you on. This is obviously just in the the framework of people who are sexual. If you're asexual, this is probably a different conversation, but like that, like desire to like, (laughs) the word fornicate came to mind. That's so fucking funny. The desire to fornicate. I meant fuck, and then I was like, what's an alternate word to cousin? Because I've been cousin a lot, and fornicate came to mind. That's hilarious. Oh, oh my god, I'm so fucking delighted about that. Thank you for naming that out loud instead of just, like, holding that to oh, yourself. no. Brilliant. Fornicate. Beautiful. What a word. Um, a anyway. to fornicate. Okay, go on. <laughs> I'm Um, is, like... With, within, like, a framework that is, is like, feels, like, healthy and supportive for you instead of, like, mm-hmm. you know, exhausting you or, like, not even yeah. interesting to you can be an indicator of, like, oh, I feel safe in my body. Yeah. And that's why I feel like for a lot of a lot of um, people who are ex-religious or coming out of, like, really um, strict religious environments have, like, a sexual awakening. Yes. Because it's like, oh, like, it's safe to feel. Yes. And yeah. that takes some time. A different amount of time for everyone. Yes. But there's such a deep connection into that. Like, ugh. and I think there's something to the fact that as we continue to do our work, as we continue to like heal those places in us that are like still attuned to that old energy, um, it's almost like, because I keep thinking about what you said about how um, like you thought for a long time that you were showing up whole, but you really mm-hmm. weren't like and like and something in your body knew that something in your body knew that you didn't belong because you weren't being fully seen but like intellectually you're like but I'm bringing everything I have to the table mm-hmm. and it's so interesting to think how like you actually probably brought intuitively to the table exactly the amount of you that the people you were with could reasonably safely hold without like Safe. deeply harming you yep. um, yeah um I think that all the time because that's that's actually one of the big pieces of grief right now is like, um, it feels like in ways my adult life, especially since I started deconstructing has been a revolving door of relationships because as I become more grounded and safe in myself, I'm calling in that, that like texture of energetic response from my people. people. Who can hold you. Um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so they're like, has been an element of, as I've been on this trajectory of healing and growing, people can only be with me for so long mm-hmm. unless they're also doing that same level of like <laughs> healing and growing because yeah. there comes a point where we're just like an energetic mismatch and the person that I've become doesn't feel safe for them. Yeah. Right. And so like, I've been looking back at like how in ways it feels like the past decade of my life is just fucking littered with the ghosts of relationships that I thought I would always have because I would come into those relationships and be like, Oh my God, this is so much healthier than what I had previously. This has to be it. Mm -hmm. Like this has to be like where I start like really establishing my long-term village. Right. Okay. This has been like this morning. Like I, I have cried four times today. (laughs) This is the second day of my period too, which is not okay. But like, oh, you're a you're a full moon. Oh, like, yes. like me. Oh, yeah. I'm a full moon. Like I have to release. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm like almost entirely synced with the moon at this point. Which I like completely did this yes. month. Usually I'm a day off, but this oh. month it was like 
the moon came out 2 a.m. and I was like, I'm bleeding. (laughs) I'm so grateful for it too because I was synced with the moon before I had Holland. And I actually had some grief around like when I lost my period. I was like, oh, but I... But the moon. I'm in a relationship with the moon. And now are we on a break? (laughs) Are we like taking a break? But we like found our way back to one another. Um, I derailed. Sorry. I'm a derail, you know this. (laughs) Oh shit, but like um it just feels like the past decade of my life has been as I've been growing and like pulling all of these layers of bullshit off that I inherited. It wasn't naturally me at any point in time. Um all of the stuff I inherited. I've been pulling all those layers off and like doing the work of healing all of the scar tissue and all of the things. And so with each new iteration of me has come in a necessity for new like depth of connection. Mm. Um, and so I think what has happened over time and what I'm kind of trying to work with right now um, is when I, at this point, when I meet people, that I care about and instinctively think, oh, I want to keep you around. Like I want longevity with you. I don't want just the next like yeah. three months while I'm like growing through this phase. And then we're just going to like, you know, like mm. fade off into the ether. That is fucking terrifying because I don't have a frame of reference for that in the past decade of my yeah. life. Actually ever like mm-hmm. Donnie and Kinsey are the closest thing I have to that. Mm-hmm. And even our relationships have shifted so much over the course of the past three years because of pandemic, grief, cocktail, like everything that growth. we handed, yeah. growth. Um, and so it's like my system is wired now. When I meet a human and I have this instinct of, oh, fuck, I'm going to love you. My attachment and like abandonment bullshit goes, nope, absolutely not. I will not. I am not coming into this with you. I know how this ends. I'm going to love you. And it's just going to like fade off at some point because that's what my relationships have been doing. Hmm. So learning how to trust the fact that at some point this will plateau, like the like growth trajectory that I've been on will like in some ways plateau. I won't be going at this pace forever. I can't go at this pace forever. It's been too much. Mm. Um, but also I will, I feel like I'm at that point where I'm like increasingly calling in people who are so similar, who are so similar to me and that they're like not interested in fucking staying where they are. And so maybe that's the secret. Maybe that's the like, uh, the hope for like the possibility that maybe I won't spend my whole life just like with a revolving door of relationships because I don't want that. I want like longevity. I want like to root into something that is trustworthy for me and also like allows me to be trustworthy for others. Um, Because there are plenty of people in my life (laughs) in the past five years who would tell you that I am deeply untrustworthy simply because the pace at which I like evolved. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. That is, that is, um, I see a thing happening mm -hmm. in the room. I'm going to just let you go. Okay. Um, so that is interesting because what, what I've been like thinking about so much is that everyone has a different understanding of what words mean, right? Oh, words. Say more. Words, words words all mean different things. Like 
like even when we we left religion we said this wasn't love from god right this wasn't love from our parents this was something else but was it like we don't fucking know and when someone says you aren't trustworthy they have an idea of yeah. trustworthy that means forever. Yes. Yep. They have an idea of trustworthy that means never changing. Never changing. Which is not what trustworthy means to you no. or, to, or to me. No. And it's like, it's so interesting. Like, I feel like so many of the stories that mm. we adopt, we don't fully know the meaning of yes. those words and what they actually mean or what they meant to someone else. Or like, I feel like it's so important to like look at. Those and like the, I mean, this is what communication is for. Yes, yes, literally. <laughs> but like, I it. I had like, um, there's an incredible person. I'm gonna have him on my podcast at some point soon, and I like, they're not ex-religious and they're not even spiritual by their definition. So I like, but I didn't know that. Like going into the conversation, I was like, here's what I do on my podcast, and she was like, huh. Like, it just did not, it, she was like, what do you, like, what do you mean spiritual? Like, you know, it was just, it was so fantastic. I was so glad this happened because like the, the way that I tagline my podcast is like, what, what is it now? I'm like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> practical spirituality for the naturally curious heart. So it's yeah. like, right. Like to me, that makes sense. But mm -hmm. like, I love that someone came in and was just like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I was like, oh, that's great because every episode we t start off by asking, what is spirituality to you? Yeah. So like we ended up like talking and I was like, yeah, we both are like in a similar place. Like I, I see where you're coming from and the stuff that you're talking about to me is spiritual. Yeah. You just don't name it that way. You don't name it that. Yes. Yes. So like, I just, yeah. Anyway, my, when you said like, so people oh, say that you aren't trustworthy, I'm like, that's not fucking true about Audra. <laughs> Exactly. Fuck that shit. But uh, also, like, to them, that makes sense. To them, because that makes sense. To you and me, trustworthy is an honesty. Yeah, trustworthy is honesty and, like... It's like identity. Identity yes. changes, right? So, but it's, it's so trusting fluid. at the core. Yes. Well, and I think that's the thing is, like, there are so many pieces of me that the... I've, I've wished for better ways to express because with each of those relationships, I love that you brought the communication piece up because with each of those relationships that have fallen into this place of like, we're no longer in contact and there's like, I can sense a level of like distrust um, mm -hmm. in who I am and who I'm becoming. But like what happened in each of those relationship structures was we lost communication mm -hmm. And I can see all the reasons in each of those cases why it happened. And a lot of it was just our fucking trauma bumping up against each other, each other in really ugly ways. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what it meant was we couldn't communicate through the shifts mm. and we couldn't communicate through the differences in like what it means to be trustworthy and what it means to be people who continue to show up with each other even when life is really fucking messy, even when we're like feeling super tender and raw and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, I think that more than almost anything is the thing that I'm finding. Um, in ongoing relationships, the ones in which I feel the safest, it's the ones where I know that I can communicate and that is safe. The ones that I know where I know it is safe to like bring my thoughts and feelings to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that's such an important piece of like, for me, what feels like safety and trustworthiness. Yeah. I don't have to be able to trust that you will never change. Mm -hmm. If I can trust that we can talk through the changes, like if we can talk through the changes, we're going to be good. Yeah. Um, It's so interesting. Like, that is probably one of my biggest markers of compatibility at this point. Mm. And by probably, I mean, definitely. And by one of, I mean, the biggest marker. Like (laughs) communication is the biggest marker of compatibility, like long-term for me. Um, Which is so interesting to think about. You ever think about how like, um, at least in my experience, like growing up in, going into relationships when I was a kid and a teenager and even into like my twenties. Um, the only thing I was, the only marker of compatibility that I was ever taught to look for is, does that person love Jesus? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, the fuck does that mean? That's it. Like that, that was could, all we were taught could, to look for. Yeah. Even as far as marriage, like yeah. no one ever talked like when yeah. we were in that, like that's so true. Those years when we were all starting to like date and look at like long-term healthy relationships and all the things, nobody ever taught us how to assess for compatibility or communication or communication. They only taught us to look for, does this person have this one very concrete shared belief? And if they have it, everything else will be fine. Oh yeah. And if a girl fit the patriarchy, patriarchal yes. model of beauty, yes. that was oh. like, that was like a aspect. Yes. It didn't matter so if girls were attracted yes. to guys. It only Not mattered if. If he was attracted to her. He was attracted to That's her. That's it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So much there. But yeah, I'm like figuring out, because I think the, the mistake I made in my 20s, even as I deconstructed, was I, I took out the Jesus piece. I took out the like, okay, well, as long as we both love Jesus, this is good and healthy and we should be in a relationship. Um, that died off quickly. But I kind of transitioned it to as long as we share the same value system, hmm. then... Of course we should be in a relationship. There are plenty of people on this earth that I share a similar value system with that I don't have a compatible personality well, with. Well, say that you don't like. <laughs> I don't like that much. I don't like, we yes. don't know how to communicate well. Yeah. Like value system isn't actually, it's not a suitable only marker for nope. compatibility. No, it's not. And I'm just figuring out like probably within these past like few months, um, how much communication is like the hallmark of mm-hmm. relational compatibility for me. Cause if we can do that, then we're going to be good with whatever comes. But if we can't talk about shit, then <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Cause I'm going to change in three months. And if I can't talk to you, about it, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. Can't tell you, then. If I can't tell you about it and we can't like navigate that together. And honestly, if to some degree you're not on the same trajectory, like, yeah, the communicators and the growers, that's, that's my people. Yeah. Renee and I always talk about this, um, being in a river, just like letting, I forget the, the quote, um, but like, just like kind of look, letting go and looking around and seeing who's with you is, oh. the, is the concept. Yep. Just like, and I've heard this, like, I've heard that concept in like several different quotes over the years, like this idea of like heading towards something and then seeing who's with you. Like the focus mm, is on, yes. on you pursuing what feels like truest to you mm. and then letting people come to you. Yes. Like, it's not like one person is coming to you. It's more like you're both headed there. Yeah. And so you're just kind of like, yes, on the same path. that's how you meet up. It's yep. not like one person is coming to the other or, or one person has more no. dominant energy. It's more just like, 
oh, like we ended You're up in on the, the same together. path. Yeah, yeah we just like together. right next to each other here. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. <sighs> Episode one. <laughs> Episode one. There we go. <laughs> have a good day. This is, this is what it sounds like for Christina and I to have a conversation at 9 a.m. <laughs> over coffee. How was your weekend? Good morning. <laughs> well, I'm going to stop this one and start another one, so yep. catch you next time. <laughs>Thank you all for joining me today. If you are wanting one-on-one support to help you step into trusting yourself, seeing your own magic, and building the life that you want, you can contact me on my website. The website is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a bitchin' day.